0: Have you ever had a long lost friend reach out to connect with you on social media only to discover they really just wanted to sell you something connected to the multi-level marketing business they were a part of? Or maybe you're one of those folks who has been pulled into an MLM and you're drowning. Or maybe you're worried about a friend who has quit their J-O-B to do direct sales and you're concerned that they aren't able to pay their bills. And what in the world does this have to do with Christianity? I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. I'm Amy Fritz, and you're listening to the Untangled Faith Podcast, a podcast for anyone who has found themselves confused or disillusioned in their faith journey. If you want to hold on to your faith while untangling it from all that is not good or true, this is the place for you. Hey guys, Chris Starin, host of The Truth Podcast, joins me today to talk about all things direct sales and multi-level marketing and what in the world this has to do with the church and Christianity. I am so excited to share this conversation with you. And I also want to let you know that I have saved just a little bit of this audio to share with my Patreon community. So don't forget to check that out. You can find that by going to patreon.com slash untangled faith, and you can find a link to that in the show notes. Here's our conversation. Chris, I am thrilled to have you on the Untangled Faith podcast. My listeners. If they do not know who you are, are going to be really happy to I meet so. you. I hope so. Uh, I met Chris, I met you at podcast movement in mm-hmm. person for the first time, but I've known who you are for a little while because you're a little bit of a legend in the Podcasters Association. There's a million podcasts out in the world. Well, sure. give or take. I'm sure there's this that's not a specific number. Um, but like you, you really like this is a real thing for you. Mm-hmm. You make it, you take it very seriously yeah. and not like everybody has to take their podcast really seriously, but you, you consider yourself a journalist and you do a lot of research, yeah. a lot of editing, a lot of work goes into the uh,
1: podcast that you put out And your podcast is called truce. That's right. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, Truce is a history show that looks inside the Christian church to figure out how we got where we are, why everybody's so angry and how we can do better. And uh, it's a nonpartisan show. Uh, last season was looking into this, this kind of gigantic question, which is like, how did fundamentalism get started? And then yeah. next season, season six, will God willing be about how did so many evangelicals get tied to the Republican party? Uh, yeah. So it's very heavy. We get into a lot of things, but I try to make it light and easy so that really anybody can can pick it up and hopefully every side has something to think about.
0: So if you are going to tell me about your your listener yeah. are you telling me it doesn't this is not made for like the PhD person no. that is like deep in the end note. Right. And I, I actually,
1: I get notes from people sometimes <laughs> who get like a little cranky, like, why did you use this silly voice or do this silly thing? It's because I want it to be accessible to normal people. And, you know, if you went to seminary, great. The show may not be for you. It might, uh, but it's it's really meant for the average person who's trying to figure out how how did we get to where we are and how can we talk about this in an environment that is not just people shouting at each other?
0: Yeah. And it, I think that is so important right now. Yeah. Um, Some people really are resistant to these conversations because they've seen it turn into shouting. Yeah. It makes them feel uncomfortable. And I think it's really hard to really take an honest look at things, yeah. especially if it's communities that we are a part of. It can be really hard yeah. to, you know, hold things with an open hand and be like, okay, all right, I love this thing. It has formed me. I have like been swimming in the waters of this. I love that you're like, okay, we're going to acknowledge that we're in this water and we're going to learn a little bit about it because it it
1: forms us. Is that does it it sound right? It really does, and uh, we we tend to pull in things uh, that go. sound really good that might be very good but we we try to put this like christian sheen on them so i had roommate a roommate years ago who loved crossfit and his church was involved in it and one of the leaders of crossfit was in his small group and so he would come home and tell me that like so you know crossfit is biblical and i'm like (laughs) <laughs> no, the Bible has nothing to say about CrossFit, and he's like, no, no, this is biblical. You should be coming. Like you are backsliding if you're not doing CrossFit. It's like that doesn't make any sense at all. It's like you have something that you like, and yeah. it's good for you. And yes, the Bible Bible tells us to take care of our body, but it says nothing about CrossFit, good or bad. And but yet, because he loved it so much, and because it was part of his church. It, it became, in his mind, biblical or be a, Christ, a Christian thing, yeah. even though, really, the Bible has nothing to say about that. Christianity really doesn't have much to say about CrossFit at all. Yeah. But we do that with all sorts of things. That's just sort of a benign example, but we do Although that with I lots can, of
0: things. Chris, I can imagine the t-shirts that have been made that, sure. <laughs> that are a riff on CrossFit. <laughs> I, I imagine, yeah. The reason why I wanted to have you on today is because, I, first of all, Wanted to have you on the podcast anyways. so excited. And I was like, oh, Chris says that he likes to talk about, and he has done a season or several episodes about pyramid schemes, multi-level marketing, and the church. And that is super fascinating to me. And so it is an excuse to bring you on the podcast to talk about this. Some of my listeners may have uh, listened to the podcast called The Dream. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you listen to that. I do really well done just listened to episode after episode after episode mm-hmm. it was so fascinating to me so let's get into like what do what does this have to do with church and like what have sure. you learned as you did your deep dive into this
1: Yeah. well, uh, So I guess we can start with what does this have to do with the the church is is a good thing because uh, I think about one in five people in the United States are involved in an MLM or one in five families. So somebody that you know is probably involved in a multi-level marketing scheme. And that means that it's in our churches. And and, and it involves getting people pulled into a business and trying to use your networking in order to make money. And in churches, uh, we are a very you know connected, kind of trusting group of people. And so when somebody comes in and says, I have a business opportunity for you, it's like you already kind of have this relationship and this trust because, oh, we're yeah. believers. We all believe in Christ. We have similar values. But unfortunately, like 99.9% of the people, according to the FTC, who get involved in a multi-level marketing scheme will lose money. So that's yeah. an obscene... Number, <laughs> it's so yeah. close to hundred percent that it's unbelievable. Yeah. Literally, you would make, uh, you'd have better odds if you went to Vegas and just played a color on the roulette wheel. You know, you'd have yeah. around fifty percent chance of making some money. Uh, to, when you, when you're starting to say that it's better to to gamble, you know, to go to <laughs> Vegas with your money, uh, yeah. it, it's not even a question of whether you should be involved in these things, mm-hmm. but. If if that happens, and your faith, kind of like the CrossFit thing, if your faith gets tied to this "quote unquote" business, which is basically going to cost you money, uh, it can really damage your faith and your yeah. walk because yeah. you have you've put this weight into this thing, and. And it gets tied into a lot of prosperity gospel stuff where if you are doing it right, if you are in favor with God, if you are working hard, if you are praying the right way, then, of course, you're going to succeed. Uh, When, of course, no, 99.9% of the people will lose money. That's what the FTC says. So if
0: I am in direct sales or multi-level marketing and I'm Mm -hmm. listening to you, Chris, I'm like, you use the word scheme. Yes. You must have an opinion. Mm -hmm. You have an opinion on this. So you're a journalist. Mm -hmm. But yeah. you also have an opinion, so talk to me sure. about why why your choice your choice to use the word scheme in yeah. talking about
1: multi level marketing. Well, listen, it does get sold as a business, right? And the idea yeah. is that you, Amy, you can go out and start your own business, and you yeah. you know yeah. you've got kids, you don't want to be dealing with a job, go to you know punch in, punch out. You want somebody. Uh, you don't want somebody telling you what to do with your day you want to be able to set your own rules right that's yeah. what's sold to you and that that is not what what you're going to get <laughs> you you are going to become an a job gives you benefits it gives you a, a guaranteed wage it takes money out of your. You're um, out of your check every every you know, every time you get paid for taxes and those kinds of things. And it takes it has a certain structure to you. That, that is not what you get with a multi-level marketing scheme. They, they set you up as a an independent contractor. So it is your quote unquote, business. Um, so none of the liability is on them whatsoever. Uh, in, in normal business where you're an employee, they take on risk when they hire you, and there's there's a whole bunch of paperwork they do. When they when you are part of an MLM, you are quote unquote starting your own business, and it's just you. It and it is yeah. not a business <laughs> because yeah, yeah. you who are supposed to be this entrepreneur are are not an entrepreneur. You are a product. You yeah. are what is being sold. Uh, it's not you know makeup or essential oils. You are the customer. You are the schmo who's being taken advantage of because, um, again, over 99%, I'm going to keep saying it, over 99% of people who sign up will lose money. Um, yeah. And so we can talk about how they make their money off of somebody who is you know, supposed to be starting a business, uh, it, but it doesn't matter whether or not you make sales. Uh, what yeah. matters is that you get involved and you pay the money. Uh, that is not a job. That is not a business. It is you being taken advantage of, and that's why it's a scheme.
0: Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. And I have to say, I'm with you. I'm with you on it. I have seen, and and one thing that I wanted to ask you about is that there are a lot of these that market themselves particularly to people of faith, marketed towards uh, Christian women. And so tell me what that looks like and what you've seen.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, (laughs) we as Christians are a great... Target actually any religious person, Mormons especially. That's why. Well, there are a number of reasons why a number of MLMs are are housed or started in have their corporate offices in Utah yeah. uh, because they're targeting Mormons. Um, and if you drive through Salt Lake City, you can see a lot of them, or Idaho Falls, Idaho. And um, we know people. That's the main advantage of going after religious people because every week, or maybe multiple times a week. We're surrounded by people who trust us, who know us. Yeah. Um, and so getting into that uh, is wonderful because a secular person may know people at work, they might know people who are friends, or maybe they're part of a class or a bowling league or something, but they don't probably have the same number of net, uh, network connections that we do. Uh, as far as like a Christian, you're around perhaps hundreds or even thousands of people. Uh, who trust you who may yeah. know you because you are you know you're an elder or you're the pastor or you know you teach Sunday school or something like that and so uh, they take advantage of those connections and it it's hard to say <laughs> it's hard to just straight up condemn the people who run these things because yeah. a lot of it again comes from sort of health and wealth gospel mindsets yeah. that they might have gone in believing hey look I'm at the top of this organization and I made X number of millions of dollars starting my Christian uh, pyramid scheme. Oh, excuse yeah. me. I'm not supposed to use that word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. MLM. Uh, yes. uh, I, I made it. So so can anybody else who works hard. Well, no, because the system is set up so that people will lose money. And it's only right. the people at the top because the money flows up to the people at the top. And the lower and lower you get onto the pyramid, uh, the harder it is for you to actually make money. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, that, the
0: math yeah. plays it out, right? I mean, the math you've, plays you, it out. You've seen the math on it. I don't know what it is, but like, yeah, you, the argument that if everybody just gets so many people, then yeah. it's fine. But there aren't that many people. There
1: aren't. Um, and so do we, should we explain what an MLM is first? Yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: tell, us, tell us what
1: an MLM is. <laughs> sure. Okay. So, you know, if you're going to buy a product, where, Amy, where do you normally get your soap? Um, I go to Walmart or Kroger probably. Yeah, you go to a store. You go to a store, you yeah. pick up soap because you're already there. Uh, you're you know, getting food or clothing or whatever it is you get for your family. And now the MLM model, the multi-level marketing or direct sales is another term. Uh, what that is is essentially taking that model and breaking it up. So it's like if I want... You know, essential oils, I know that I can go to Amy for those. And if I want soap, I can go to Chris, or if I want vitamins, I go to this other person, your friends, ideally the, in the way that it's sold become the store. Uh, and yeah. so you, if you know, they can have a party, they can have a get to get, get together, or you can just have a relationship and that what you're sold is every time they want new vitamins or whatever, they will come to you for vitamins. And, um, the trick where it gets a little bit more complicated than that is that really they the, the model set up so not only do you become a salesperson amy selling your vitamins yeah. you your goal would then be to recruit other people to sell vitamins as well and then you would make ideally in a perfect world, a cut off of every sale that they make, and then the person who recruited you and the person who recruited them and the person who recruited them all the way up to the top Uh, in a fashion uh, shape that looks an awful lot like a triangle or a building that might have been built by the Egyptians. Um, I've
0: I've seen that Office episode. Have you seen that? Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. And you just buy the little card and I buy the card and Jim's drawing
1: it. Yeah, draws it. And draws a triangle around it and walks away. Oh, it's exactly that. Uh, And really the difference between a pyramid scheme and a legal MLM is the status, the legal status. Uh, Pyramid schemes are illegal, but really the difference between a pyramid scheme and a multi-level marketing is nominal. Um, it mostly, has it been enforced? Have the existing yeah. laws been enforced? And um, the laws, maybe we can get to this later, were actually yeah. set up by the multi-level marketing teams at Amway. Um, yeah. so, uh, so that's that's what an MLM is. Um, it's set up, you know, you don't only sell things, but you also will sell then to other people who will sell it to other people. Yeah. Um, that, of course, sounds very nice. Uh, it's It's inconvenient as all get out. I I mean, yeah, it yeah. is inconvenient.
0: Like, yeah. I just want to go buy soap. I I like my friend Susie, but yeah. I don't – like, when I'm running out of soap, I don't want to have to go to her and order it through her. No, own.
1: of course not, because you're already at a grocery store or at Walmart yeah. where yeah. you can get that, that stuff. And and that's one of the interesting myths, by the way, is that um, you, at Amy, selling your vitamins, yeah. uh, can compete with the biggest retailers in the world. Um, yeah. And often. You're fed the, you know, the line that the product that you're selling, your vitamins are superior to the vitamins you can get at any store. Yeah. Um, when in fact, of course, vitamins aren't even regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. There's, there's no real testing mechanism for that, which is why vitamins make the perfect MLM thing to be sold because they aren't regulated. They aren't tested. There's nobody checking those claims. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, so that's... <laughs> Getting excited the uh, yeah. <laughs> uh so that's that's how you get into it. so Amy, yeah. if you are selling vitamins in your town uh you and and these things tend to um aim at women uh, they tend to aim you know aim at moms who are maybe staying at home. I can um, do it on the
0: side do it on well, the side. Wait, yeah, yeah, uh,
1: although you have to treat it like a full- time business and by the way, yeah. some of the same language is used in podcasting. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, they yep. carry the same stuff over to podcasting, yeah, yeah. where you can make a fortune in podcasting if you just follow these simple rules. And, um, <gasps> Let's talk about that. <laughs> Do <you want> to- <laughs> no, maybe we can circle back to circle that. Back. We'll circle back anyway. Yeah. So you've it's got <laughs> you you've got this vitamin business, and you're yeah. going out, and you're going to sell things. Um, and yes, ninety nine percent of people uh, lose money, and that it is stated in there should be stated in their... Um, yeah. Paperwork that you get that you're gonna your your chances are that you're gonna lose money in this thing, but the print is so small and who reads that stuff anyway? Yeah. Um, so there there are some hindrances, and so there's this this myth in the multi level marketing world called the endless chain, and you can see this if you listen to some of the their rah rah speeches uh, when they yeah, get together yeah. in big arenas that the market is, for our product is endless. It's it's endless uh there there's always going to be people and of course you and i know because we're thinking human beings and we have time to calm down that can't possibly be true because there's a finite number of people on the planet yeah yeah
0: yeah (laughs) right i mean and also there are some people that aren't old enough to spend money
1: Right. <laughs> or you don't speak the language of the people who are going to be selling, which is true for most of the world. Most of the world, uh, yes. right. You know, uh, does not speak your language or you don't have right. a connection with the right. vast majority of people in the world. But if I the idea that they have for this endless chain is that if I go out and I recruit five of my friends uh, and then they recruit f- five of their friends um, in just 13 iterations of that, you will have exceeded the population of the entire world. in just 13 iterations of people telling their friends. Uh, in fact, in, uh, in 2017, Amway released their own numbers that there were so many just, just Amway salespeople in the United States that there were only 153 U.S. households per salesperson. Not, not 153 interested individual people, 153 total households wow. per salesperson in Amway. Uh, it was all that's available. That's and not every available. one of
0: them wants to sign up. Yeah. No, that's the other thing. and Or it has any money.
1: Yes. Uh, and, and I'm, uh, for a lot of people uh, that this, this praise on is also people in small towns. Mm. So you get into that problem of, yes, I recruit Amy. Um, and then a- Amy goes out and is also selling in our small town. The problem is if I get Amy selling, you know, vitamins she, I just cut my market in half, like the number of people that I could possibly sell to in half. And every person that we then recruit becomes somebody else who cuts our market. Uh, and, and chances are, if Amy and I go to the same church, let's say, which we don't because we don't even live in the same state. Uh, but if we went to the same church, we would be pitching the same people. Uh, I probably know a lot of the same people. I would know that the same number of people or some of the same people that Amy does. So we're going to be kind of bumping up against each other. So I have friends who are involved in multi-level marketing stuff and actually who give money to truce and who support the show, even though they know that I don't, I don't agree with how they make their money. Um, (laughs) And, but they're still involved in it. And they've they've had to cross state lines and things. They have to travel far in order to try to find people who are not already involved in whatever marketing MLM scheme that they're involved in. Um, so the, the math itself doesn't work out. Um, and so do you, do you know what the federal minimum wage is? I don't. No? Did you ever work for minimum wage or for a job? Do you well, remember like what the first, first job, job I, had, I had?
0: I think was less than a minimum wage because I was working... I wasn't even sixteen yet, and I was working yeah. for my dad. So
1: mm-hmm. I think it
0: was less than four dollars an
1: hour. I was making. Oh yeah, me too. I worked for my parents too. If, three dollars and fifty-seven cents an hour.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: hour. Yeah, uh, it, it. The I. I think my first job was five twenty-five. Well, no, my first serving job was like three something an hour because I was yeah. a server. But uh, then, like the first hourly job was like five fifty or something. But now the the federal minimum wage is still it's very low. It's seven dollars and twenty-five cents an hour. Uh, so there was this company called Neutralite. Um, and so I kind of looked in and did the math of, of how, how would this math work out and how much could I make if I were working for a neutral light? Um, and th- about, if I made a hundred dollars of sales, which would, you know, be kind of a lot when you're talking about vitamins, right? I mean, vitamins yeah, are yeah. generally not that expensive. If I sold a hundred dollars worth of vitamins, I would make about $2, uh, off of that sale, uh, just about 2%. Uh, and, uh, and that's, that's not very much. Again, I, it takes a lot of hours to sell $100 worth of vitamins to make yeah. $2. Uh, if, I, it, if I sold $100 worth of vitamins in an hour, um, I still would not have made minimum wage. I wouldn't even have made a third of the minimum wage, uh, which is one of those difficult things. In, in doing Neutralite, which was the, the country's first multi-level marketing scheme, in order to achieve the federal minimum wage, I would have to sell $363 of merchandise Every single hour, just to match oh, the man. federal minimum wage, which is one of those things. Again, you know, like you yeah. think, oh, I can make two percent of every sale. But listen, if I just went out and got a job at Taco Bell, uh, <laughs> I could do a lot better. I'm so glad you life. mentioned
0: Taco Bell because my my son got a job at Taco Bell. Um, I was on a walk with my husband this last week. I'm like, maybe I should get a job at Taco Bell.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Target in my town, I live in one of the wealthiest towns in the United States. Um, I'm just a school bus driver when I'm not podcasting. But um, our Target, I think, is paying $24 an hour. Um, so if you considered that with Neutralite, if I was selling Neutralite, how many the thousands of dollars worth of vitamins I'd have to sell yeah, just in order to make uh, a, the, the wage of, of somebody starting at Target? And I think one of the one of the big challenges that's involved with that uh, is is um trying to understand, yes, i we may have a limited number of people that we know, and yes, they may want to buy, but a lot of these products that you're gonna sell, and we'll get to why it's in quotes that I, air quotes yeah. I'm doing, but <laughs> a lot of the products that I'm quote unquote selling are things that people don't need yeah. often, you know you don't yeah. need essential oils. Well, nobody actually needs despite the name, nobody ever needs essential oils. <laughs> it's not essential. It's not essential. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you don't need vitamins every every week. You know, yeah. you you're, you they, they come in big bottles. You don't need you don't need them every week. You yeah. don't need leggings or or those kinds of things every day. And so not only is this a problem of like the numbers and how much you have to sell, but also a lot of these products are things nobody in the in the world would need often. Yeah. 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 Um, and so you get into a you get into a real problem. So yeah.
0: now for a quick break, not long ago, I made a decision that changed my life and my relationships. I started going to counseling and I'm so glad I did. If you've been considering getting started with counseling, faithful counseling makes it so easy to get started. I know you don't like talking on the phone, so it's good news that you can start the process without even picking up the phone to talk to someone. The Untangled Faith podcast is brought to you by my listeners who support me on Patreon. It is also brought to you by Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a Christian counseling service with more than 3,000 licensed therapists across all 50 states with access by video or phone sessions or chat or text. There are therapists with expertise in trauma, depression, family conflicts, and more. You can ask for a new counselor at any time and financial aid is available for those who qualify. Untangled Faith podcast listeners get 10% off their first month from our sponsor, Faithful Counseling. Go to faithfulcounseling.com slash untangled, fill out a questionnaire, and you'll be matched with a counselor. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash untangled.
1: Now back to the show. The, the, the question then becomes, how does an, a multi-level marketing company make their money? And again, you as the salesperson are the are what they're, they're getting their money from. If I were to sign up for a multi-level marketing scheme, I, I would have to pay a certain amount of money. And I was just listening to a podcast. They mentioned $500 was what this, this lady paid just for the privilege of signing up for this company. So right off the yeah. bat, the MLM gets $500. But there are also other fees involved. Uh, if you want a website, if you want, um, if you want to have business cards that have their logo on it, uh, if you want to be, you know, in a part of a networking community with them, if you want special coaching. By the way, another podcasting thing that gets sold to us. Um, mm-hmm. If you want special coaching, if you want you know, uh, to go away to the retreats, you know, the big rah-rah sessions and, 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 you know, really meet with your coach. That all costs money. And we, this is before we've even started selling a product.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But if you have products, if this company even has a product, because it's not necessary that they do, uh, it could be that they're selling you coaching or trainings of some kind, positive thinking, those kinds of deals that that could be what they're selling. Um, If, if there were, say, vitamins, uh, they're, they're, they would want to say, or even makeup is even a kind of a better example. If it's makeup, uh, then you you yourself need to purchase the products so you're experienced with them and people, your friends see them ar- around your house. Uh, and then, then you have to have some products on hand so that if your friend wants to try them, you can give them samples. And you also have, have to buy products so that if your f- friends want to have Products right now, you can sell them to them. So there are these multiple stages of products that the company sells to you. Uh, they, <laughs> this this is not you know one of the things that they wait until you have sold it. Like they sell it to you, um, yeah. and then you have to store it. You have to pay for it. All before you even set up a kind of customer base. Plus, if you host a party, there are going to be you know food you know, food items you're going to have. You might have some some beverages on hand in order to, to give them. You have to you know pay for a babysitter if you have kids. The, all these expenses don't often get counted in, into it. Um, so, for Amway, uh, which is the United States' top multi level marketing company, um, top, distribu- top distributors at Amway charge that only about five percent. Top distributors at Amway said that only about five percent of the products that that came through them were ever retailed. In other words, only about five percent of the products ever went to somebody who was not an Amway salesperson. Ninety-five percent went to people who were Amway salespeople, and this is yeah. this is. And Amway itself claimed uh, that the number was closer to eighteen percent. Um, okay. That eight, but that's still an obscene amount of of people of, of products that are going to the people who are are, uh, selling supposedly Amway. Only 18%, according to Amway, are going to people outside of the scheme themselves, Uh, which is very, very telling. Uh, The products are being bought by people who think that they have started their independent business. Um, And that is how 99% of people, over 99% of people, lose money.
0: Yeah, and there there are some laws. There's some regulations. I would say involved in disclosures right. from companies. Now, I think part of the problem is that when somebody's interested in starting something, they're not super interested in digging real deep, right? And they don't make it super easy. No, who reads five print? To find all that, I mean, and like you said, if the person that is recruiting you for this is somebody in your faith community, right. you're gonna give them the benefit of the doubt a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and I think that is one reason why this conversation is is important, is because it is there's so many people involved in it. It does overlap with our churches. We we trust people, you know, that we worship with. That are in our bible studies with us that are our you know community group leaders our elders and we think you know if they say it is a good deal it must a, be true it, it must be true yeah. and so i want to ask you about that like tell me about like what what do you feel like is the responsibility for a believer when they are involved in a direct sales company and they're trying to sell it to others Um, how, is there a way to do it ethically? Like how is there, and if, if there is,
1: how (laughs) tell me your thoughts on that? I'd say there isn't. Um, And I know that there could be pushback on that, but one of the sort of dark under underlying themes of this is that, yeah, I mean, yes, people do make money uh, on this. It's not very much money. Um, You know, they, they can, I again, I have friends who do this kind of thing and give, give money to help my podcast. And, um, they, they would probably be upset if I said that they are perpetuating a a scheme that is going to hurt their friends, but it's true. I mean, like that, one of the insidious things is not only am I, if I'm selling vitamins or whatever, you know, uh, going to lose money on my own accord. I am also then making other people sign up for this scheme. And again, over 99% of people are going to lose money. And if you read the the fine print on a lot of these MLMs, it'll tell you how much money you can probably expect to lose. And Mm -hmm. you are perpetuating a, and maybe not out of some kind of coldness of heart, you know, maybe you're doing this because you honestly want to provide for your family. And somebody has told you, somebody you trust has told you that this is a great way to make money. Look at me! I've got this fancy car, and I got it because I sold this product. You know, they they tell you these things, but you are perpetuating a, a lie. When yeah. I mean, you could just be encouraging somebody. If you want to encourage, really help people, help them get that job at Target. Yeah. They're going to do way better if they work but at Target. Chris, at Taco Bell. What if they
0: say, "But Chris, I'm going to. They're going to sign up under me, and I'm going to help them be successful.
1: In what I way? If they're losing money, how are you helping them be successful? Yeah. You know, and. and
0: Fortunately, I feel like the helping be successful
1: sometimes ends up looking like trying to talk somebody out of dropping out. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think this is one of the things that's also interesting. We, we as Christians are um, put in this unique position where a lot of when people are poor or they're struggling with something, a lot of that ends up on our laps because we're churches, uh, two between two and three people come into my local church here that my brother works at every day and are looking for some kind of financial help. And so we as Christians have been taught over years uh, that, oh, what you need is this curriculum that can help you get in line with your finances. And some of that stuff's really good, right? It, it does help people Get in line opinion. with their finances. I still have some opinions about some of that financial curriculum. Yeah, uh, good for you. Uh and uh, <laughs> I mean some of it's bad, some of it's not good. But uh, we we are kind of left, we are the 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 last resort for a lot of people yeah, yeah. as Christians. I even I mean, I was having dinner with some friends years ago, neither of whom believed in God. And and they were like, uh, you know, we were in Los Angeles, like, oh, there's so many homeless people in Los Angeles. Why won't the churches do something about this? And I was like, you don't even believe in God, but we know people know that, that it is, yeah. and truly, it is our responsibility to help t- take care of poor people. Yeah. But because we've been trained that, um, in that, uh, that we should take care of people, and the way that you get out of poverty is bootstrap stuff, you yeah. know, hard work. Which we'll get into. If you work in hard enough, you That's can do it. Anybody can do this if you just work
0: hard enough. I think I that is it. one of the hardest yeah. and most insidious messages.
1: It is. And we'll get into next season of the truce podcast, how it how we got it.
0: We I mean, we don't think we're ascribing to the prosperity gospel, but it's very prosperity gospel-y to ignore the nuance of right. the different situations that people are in, like health situations, mm-hmm. physical situations, uh, mental health situations, like how big your what is your support structure? Like, do you have family that is available to help you or not? Do right. you live in a big town? Do you live in a small town? Like, and I think that's one of the reasons why. It doesn't work to say anybody can succeed at this, right. this direct sales thing. And I would also argue it's one of the biggest issues with the financial curriculums that our churches promote. Yeah. That if you do the steps, you will if you just do it right, Chris. Right. You'll end up you just living right like no one else, right? Right. And that also says if you're not succeeding, quote unquote
1: you must be doing it wrong. Yeah. It must be your fault. Right. It couldn't be it's that the ours. market fell, or the housing market fell, or you you lost your job, or you got injured, or... Yeah. I mean, that's all prosperity gospel stuff, And but but it's in there. The prosperity gospel is very much a part of it. And part of it is because, yes, there are lazy people who take advantage of the system and who come to our churches, who come to Christians, and who make us feel guilty for not helping them uh, or enabling them, really in their process. So we end up in this dichotomy where it's, it's, you know, where it's, I got rich because I did everything right. And you must be one of those poor people who didn't work hard. And that's why you are the way you are. And yes, some people are that way because that's how they got the way that, but, but it's also, there are a lot of other forces. And so that stuff gets tied into multi-level marketing where it's like, well, I mean, somebody at the top got this, you know, Mercedes because they, Worked really hard as a multi-level marketing thing. Well, actually, the problem is the math doesn't work out, and you can't work up hard and high enough so yeah. that you are, you know, make a lot of money because most of the money that you make it goes to the people to the top, and you, you know, yeah. you might be lucky to make two percent of every sale you make, which is nonsense. That is not. Yeah. That is not a real business, and it's that, not the freedom that, that was sold to you. No, it's not the freedom that was sold to you. Um, uh,
0: and I, I mean, if we care about our integrity as believers, I think yeah. we really need to be careful in how we promote these things. That like, what we are saying is true, because true. if it isn't, why should we? Why should people believe
1: us about the gospel? That's that's the main thing. I mean, because we we have a legitimate. We have the, we have the great news, you know. We have the good news of the gospel that Christ died for your sins, and that if you trust in Him, you can be saved and forgiven of your sins. That yeah. is a wonderful thing. But if we tie that to CrossFit or a multi level marketing scheme, yeah. uh, or our you know financial get rich quick booklet that we want to sell, we can do serious damage. Um, yeah. right? By the way, same with politics.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we, we tie on those extra things
1: yeah.
0: and say. This is also the God's way, right God's way for money, God's way for voting. Right. We better be darn sure it is.
1: Most of the time it's not. And a lot of it again, comes from good motivations. Uh, you know yeah. we, we want you know, we want people to hear the gospel. we want you know our kids to go to good schools, those kinds of things. We want you know yeah. provide financial stability for people. But if we go about it the wrong way, um, it doesn't matter. We 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 have hurt the witness. Um, as as I said at the end of last season, um, we are to be a people of the means and not the ends. You know, so we're mm-hmm. often here that you know the ends justify the means. We can do whatever it takes in order to achieve our specific goal. I think that really we as Christians, if you read the Bible for sure, uh, you'll you'll see we are to be we're going to be judged by the way that we do things. Yeah, um, how we get there matters. How we get there really matters. In fact, we we. Aren't really even commanded to get there, you know. We we aren't really commanded to be successful, or rich, or to have a big audience, or any of those things. We're commanded to live pure and holy lives, to not lie to people by saying, "Oh yeah, I got this Mercedes because I worked in my you know my MLM," when in fact I'm in terrible debt. You know that that kind of stuff is not a Christian thing.
0: And the thing I think is so sad for me is that people lose community. They do when they really, really push their products on other people
1: mm-hmm.
0: and because pe- people feel like pressure, they don't want to be about it. They don't want to have somebody just randomly dropping them messages in there, friending them on Facebook out of nowhere. And then you find out it's just because they wanted to sell you a product, right? It yeah. feels gross. And so you, and then if that's all you're posting about and that's all you're talking about, people will pull back from you. Like your real life friends will pull back from you and then you end up the community you have left are the ones that are making money off of you
1: right when it puts a lot of stress on family as well uh, you know yeah. your parents your your neighbors your your your, your you know your spouse your yeah. kids uh, because all they ever hear you doing is talking about this business and not yeah. trying to build a genuine community for people who don't owe you anything
0: uh, and yeah it just makes me like people have been I feel like people are so exploited and then they oh, feel yeah. ashamed to say when it doesn't work right and i, I want to say it's not your fault that somebody fooled you they may not no. may not have even realized that they were fooling you I'm
1: sure they've and been the fed only the prosperity gospel they have
0: left yeah. are the people that are invested in them staying in that system yeah. because it because they make money off of them i just it just feels so gross and so wrong and so sad
1: it is and I mean I think that that's one of those those things that if if anybody's listening to this and is involved in a multi-level marketing scheme and is I, I would encourage you, yeah, do the math. Figure out how much you're making. Figure out what the burden is you're putting on your family and your friends. But also understand that uh, you you may have been tricked coming into this, yeah. and yeah. a lot of people are. Like I said, I think it's like one in five people in the United States are involved just in Amway. There, this is everywhere, and this this is happening to a lot of people. And it's it's okay to admit where you are. And yes, you can come to the church and ask for help. That's why we have you know funds to help people. Uh, we we actually in my church have a specific fund set aside that we raise every year just to be able to help people who yeah. need help. And um, I, I generally recommend like put together a spreadsheet of your finances, see where you are and figure out where the money is actually going, where it's coming from. Because again, yeah. in the MLM, you might don't be getting- Don't
0: be afraid out. to sit down and do the math. I think people no. are afraid. They're just like, <laughs> I don't even want to do it. Even podcast world, people are like, yeah, I don't want to know. I'm like, well, I have a spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> and it shows like operating expenses and I know exactly how much in the red it is. Right. As opposed to like what I budgeted and what came in. Right. Like and this is how much I need to put aside for taxes and this much is I have to know. Yeah. Because you can't make good decisions if you just close your eyes to it. Like No. Maybe maybe it's just a hobby for you and you're able to fund it based on another income that's coming into your family. Well, be honest about that. Then mm-hmm. that's fine. If, if this is if you love it and you just like to pay for the opportunity to do it,
1: great. But just don't get anybody else involved.
0: I mean, let's be honest. Like I pay to podcast
1: most times. Yeah, I understand. I mean, uh, I would be, be do I would be doing better even with my show. I've got ninety eight patrons for my show, which means ninety eight people give money every month for my show., yeah. and mm-hmm. I would be making more money working at Taco Bell. but i yeah. I do I do truce as a ministry, uh, and that's yeah. that's why I do it. and I would like to do it full time someday, but uh, I'm not there and uh, but I have also come to the point where I realize that it's a bit of a black hole. Um, well,
0: have yeah. you considered telling people if they like support you, then they could sell something and then they could become <laughs> you'd, rich beyond you'd their be wildest
1: dreams? You'd be amazed at what people pitch to me. You would be <laughs> utterly amazed. But uh the, the main thing I think again, if you're involved in something like this, is yeah. is to be honest with yourself. Um you can grieve. Grieving is a part of being a human being. Um, but it's also going to take look a, a good look in the mirror and say, what do I need to do so I'm no longer hurting my family and I'm no longer hurting anybody else, and 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 accept what you where you are and understand that you can move forward um, and yeah. that God is a forgiving God. If you've if you've you know gotten people involved in something they shouldn't be involved in, God forget can forgive you for those things. Um, yeah. That's that's the real power of the gospel. Uh, yeah. Not not that it'll make you healthy and wealthy, but that there is forgiveness and there is yeah. a, a new new beginning every day. Um, so yeah, don't, don't let the shame get you. Uh, I think that's, that's where we are kind of politically in the world. That's where we are financially. Shame is what drives people, uh, and keeps us from doing what we really need to do. Um, and be okay with a little grief and a little shame. It's not the end of the world. Uh, we all, we all make bad financial decisions. Uh, we just don't tell everybody about them.
0: That's right. That's a good episode. That's a good season. The bad financial decisions I made. <laughs>
1: Actually, I would listen to that. You should, yeah, you should do that.
0: How I, I'd read a book and, and in the chapter, it was talking about mm-hmm. the, the American dream, like the, like the, the, you know, sort of the death of the American dream or the lie mm-hmm. of the American dream. And it said, I would love to do it to call in radio show where people called in and said, I did all the right things and it didn't work. Right.
1: You could. Wouldn't that be fascinating? It would be fascinating. I, I would listen to it um, yeah. because again, we don't hear from the people who failed, uh, or yeah. who, who the system didn't work for. And again, it's, it's most of the people, <laughs> it's most of us yeah. have made. As bad we, decisions. as we
0: wrap yeah. this up, Chris, yeah. what words do you have to say for somebody that is concerned about a friend that's involved in this and they're yeah. wondering if they're okay. And if they actually really are like drowning and they can't ask for help because yeah. they're so the sunk cost and all the things.
1: I would say, uh, first of all, pray. Uh, pray that God would give you leadership because everybody's going to be different, um, everybody to deal with. Um, second, don't give them any money for their business. Um, you know, they some people have to hit rock bottom. Um, and this is something that I interviewed uh, Robert Fitzpatrick from uh, pyramidschemealert.org And uh, he recommended, like, you can't be an enabler because they will mm-hmm. drag you down like a drowning person grabbing onto you who's flailing and drag you under. Um, I would also offer like it, again. It's it's powerful to be able to talk about your own finances with another adult because it's mm-hmm. a taboo thing yeah. in the United States that we don't talk about how much money we make or our own financial struggles or the bad decisions we made, the investments. Uh, I think it's good uh, to open up those doors and talk about how much how much money. Are you making after expenses um, and be open about your own finances? Because um, you can't expect somebody to open up about theirs if you don't open up and about yours um, and those struggles. So uh, be honest about that stuff. And then um, I, I would offer to help them make a budget. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think my this is one of the things my brother does all the time at the church. Uh, he helps people make budgets. And because they come in with all these needs financially and they have no idea yeah. where their money is going. And if you can mm-hmm. see it, uh, Excel is a wonderful program or even you know Google Docs has uh, Docs, come on, yeah. spreadsheets. Uh, you can make a, a, a budget really fast and um, it, it's just good to be able to see the cold hard numbers. And if you can help somebody do that, I think that's a really nice way to do it. And if you express, hey, as a friend, I want you to know I'm going to love you no matter what through this kind yeah. of thing. Um, I think that's wonderful. So yeah, just keep on praying, keep on loving people and, uh, and speak truth where truth needs to be spoken.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate you joining me on the show today sharing about i love the deep dive that you've done on this and the passion (laughs) you have for this to share to bring all the stuff i can benefit from all the research you did Mm -hmm. so um where can we find you um how can we learn more about all the things that you are diving deep into
1: sure uh thank you very much again for having me on the show Uh, you can hear the truce podcast anywhere you get podcasts and again that's t-r-u-c-e truce and uh, you can also find it at trucepodcast.com. And if you do want to become a financial supporter, you can learn about it there, but no pressure.
0: And no no guarantee of financial success. No, I can pretty are.
1: much say there will be nothing back for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
0: your, your gratitude.
1: Yeah, except my <laughs> gratitude. And uh, which, it, by the way, that's a funny thing that we maybe we have to talk about this off the air, but uh, talk to me about that another time.
0: We'll do that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And I think I'll, maybe we can do this again sometime. That'd be a lot of fun. All right. Well, thanks, Chris. God bless you. I loved this conversation with Chris. And I know it's a tricky one for many of us because so many people are connected in one way or another with direct sales. And we understand that some folks have made a living doing this, but we also know it's important to our integrity and to those who promote direct sales to be honest about the odds of making money. And then it's no shame on you if you're one of the 99% of folks who end up unable to make a profit. If you're on Patreon, don't forget to check out the bonus audio from this conversation with Chris. We keep talking about the prosperity gospel and how some of that even seeps into our work as podcasters. If you haven't already joined us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash faith to sign up as a supporter of the podcast. I've also put together some conversation starters that I'm sharing with all levels of supporters. If you're on social media, I would love to keep this conversation going over on Twitter, or you can chat with us over on Instagram or through the Facebook page. I'm Untangled Faith on Facebook and I'm Faith Untangled on Twitter. The Untangled Faith podcast is hosted by me, Amy Fritz. This podcast is made possible by the support of my Patreon community. You've made it possible for me to outsource some of this editing to my friend and audio genius, Josh. A special thanks to producers, Michelle Pianik, Phil and Susan Perdue, Pam Forsythe, and Shelley Taylor. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week.